This show is for the sales leader who knows they have a pivotal role in driving outstanding sales results. Getting hired or promoted to manage a sales team is a big accomplishment, but you know you have to work hard to become a great sales leader. You are listening to the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Here's your host, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders from around the world, Matt McDarby. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. This episode is about how to be a better sales leader. You could put sales in parentheses there, how to be a better leader. I'm Matt McDarby, veteran seller, leader, coach and advisor to elite sales leaders all over the world. I'm so excited to have you listening to this episode. Welcome to the Divine Comedy of Sales. So the title of this episode is How to Be a Better Sales Leader. Like I indicated at the top, we could probably put the word sales in parentheses here because I think what you'll find is this episode is really about how to be a better leader. Throughout my career, I've had the great privilege of being led by some great leaders, great sales leaders, uh, some great CEOs. I've had clients that were great leaders and I've learned uh, a ton. So much of what I know today about leadership comes from those examples, plus a lot of research and reading and, and, and thought about the topic. But the big idea here, I think one of the big differences in how great sales leaders function is that they intentionally demonstrate what leadership looks like, meaning they think about it, they go out of their way to demonstrate what great leadership looks like because they know their people are observing them, paying close attention to their example, not just their words, but their deeds. So great leaders intentionally demonstrate what great leadership looks like. How do they do that? Well, in a few key ways. The first way is great leaders demonstrate the behavior that will help their people on their own development journey, meaning They go out of their way to demonstrate the behavior that is likely to help their people succeed and presumably develop and advance their own leadership skills. So how do they demonstrate that behavior? Well, first, they eat their own cooking. If they consistently deliver a message to their teams about professionalism, preparedness, timeliness, reliability, just examples, right, of good behavior, they demonstrate that behavior, right? They are very conscious of the hypocrisy that people perceive when they see a leader not doing as they say others should. Why is that important? Because demonstrating that they eat their own cooking shows that they are consistent, that they're credible as leaders. It's so important if we want people to follow through on the expectations that we set for them. So that's one way that great leaders demonstrate the behavior that they want their people to pick up on. Another way that they demonstrate desirable behavior is they tune into what others want to achieve. Such a critical skill, right? Not just in sales, but when leading others, when we're trying to get them to take action, new, different action that they otherwise would not take without our leadership, We have to help them understand the the why behind the change. Really, really challenging to do so if we're not closely tuned in 
to what those others want to achieve in the first place. I've talked in another episode about setting expectations and the what and why and how framework. The connection here is that great leaders overtly, intentionally tune into what others want to achieve, and they demonstrate that habit in front of their people. How do they do it? They do it in one-on-ones. They do it in team meetings. They do it in meetings with other leaders, with clients, all because that is such a critically important behavior that they want their people to observe. What better way would there be to encourage your people to really tune in to what others want to achieve than by doing so yourself? That's what great leaders do. They demonstrate that behavior on a consistent, intentional basis. And finally, a third behavior that great leaders demonstrate can be observed in the way that they communicate. Simply put, they pull. They don't push. What do I mean? Yep, you got it. Questions, right? I've talked about this in more than one episode and will continue to talk about this in future episodes that questions, asking questions, listening to the other person's responses, asking more questions to clarify, to develop a clear understanding of the situation and what's needed is a critical skill, not only for sellers, but for leaders. So great leaders go out of their way to demonstrate that asking or pulling behavior. So those are just three examples of ways in which great leaders go out of their way to demonstrate the behavior that will help the people on their teams to understand what great leadership looks like. Now, if those examples are part of the what, what great leadership looks like, there's a second idea that relates more to the how, meaning how they demonstrate what great leadership looks like to their teams. So here's what I've observed. Great leaders give their people a peek into their role but they don't open the kimono too far, meaning they don't reveal every little naughty bit or gory detail of the job. What do they reveal? Well, they reveal a few things. They help their people understand the direct connection between strategy and tactics, and they really go out of their way to explain that connection. In my own experience, I can think of scenarios where a CEO I reported to, or a VP of sales that I reported to, really let me in on the connection, gave me a much deeper insight into the relationship between day-to-day things that I was working on and some really important strategic initiatives for the business. It was really empowering. And so that was my experience as a seller or as a, as a frontline manager. And so those leaders in my experience were really doing me a great service. They're giving me a peek into the window and helping me understand the more strategic aspects of the job, which are really, really interesting. So as a leader, you really do need to go out of your way to help your people understand that connection between strategy and tactics. It's a really critical bit of insight into your role and something that they will have to understand when they advance to leadership, presuming that they want to. Another way you can give them a peek into your role is to help your people understand what is expected of you. Hopefully, you've communicated to them what is expected of them, right? Back to what, why, and how again. Talked about that in at least one other episode if you've been listening to the whole series. 
but do they understand what's expected of you? Would there be value in helping your team to understand, again, at a high level, not every gory detail or blow-by-blow detail associated with how you're measured or you're compensated or any of that, but helping your team to understand what is expected of you would be borrowing a best practice of some of the greatest leaders that I know. Why? Because it gives the team insight into what you're trying to achieve. Now, we're not sharing what's expected of us as leaders in a selfish sort of way. I'm going to tell you what I need to achieve so you all can go out and get it done. No, it's, let me just tell you, generally speaking, how my role is measured, what I'm trying to achieve across the business. And the reason I'm doing this is to give you some insight, because if leadership is in your future, I want you to be able to sort of reflect on the work that we did in the past or that we're doing now and understand how that relates to the expectations of a chief sales officer or a VP of sales or a frontline manager. Let them in on it. And if you're going to go to the length of helping your people understand what is expected of you, right, give them some insight into that. Another great practice is to let them in on your challenges and invite your best people to help you think them through not abdicating responsibility to them, but helping them to understand that from a leader's perspective, these are the big important things I'm trying to achieve. These are some of the challenges that I need to, or put another way, that we need to address. I'd love to get your thoughts, team. I have some ideas, but you're so critical to our ability to overcome these challenges. I wanted to let you in on them, share with you some of the things that I'm doing up to this point and that I'm asking the organization to do to help us overcome these challenges. Let's talk about that. I'm really interested in hearing your questions and feedback on all of this. Driving great sales results is hard. Doing it consistently is even harder. There are so many obstacles that can prevent you from becoming the most effective sales leader you can be. Find practical advice you can apply right away by picking up your copy of Matt's book, The Divine Comedy of Sales, at www.divinecomedyofsales.com. So these are just a few examples of how great leaders give their people a peek into their role without going too far, right? We're talking about sharing the connection between strategic initiatives and tactics, letting them in on sort of high-level objectives, what's expected of us, and then talking again about what are the barriers to some of that and how can they help? Very empowering. Totally energizes people when they're let in on and given a little bit of insight into what we do on a daily basis as leaders. Now, here's another thought. Another way in which great leaders intentionally demonstrate what great leadership looks like is they make their leadership team better, meaning their executive leadership team or senior leadership team or sales leadership team. How do they do that? Well, first, they do more than just shield their people from the dysfunction that might exist at the executive or senior leadership team level. Now, that's not to say that they reveal that dysfunction, but if there is dysfunction, and let's face it, so much of the dysfunction that exists in executive leadership teams and senior sales leadership teams, uh, you know, our people 
They can sniff this out. I know we think that in our ivory tower, all of the dysfunction is isolated. Nobody sees it. We just have to sort of keep it behind the curtains. Well, guess what? Your people may be fully aware of the dysfunction. And that is because dysfunction at the leadership team level tends to result in poor collaboration among leaders, among different functions. It tends to result in a less cohesive effort than is required to be successful in a lot of markets today. It definitely comes out in communication from the leadership team. So let's stop fooling ourselves as leaders and thinking we can sort of hide dysfunction, shield our people from it, and act as if it doesn't exist. We have to do more than that. What do we have to do? Well, if there's dysfunction at the leadership team level, we have to try to diagnose it and address it. Now, we may not be doing this openly in front of our people, our team, but we certainly should put in some effort to diagnose and address the root causes of dysfunction at the leadership level as a leadership team. Now, in a future episode, I'm going to have a conversation with Rob Shaw, who's one of the founders of a group called Meta Team UK, out of, well, the UK, who specializes in team effectiveness, doing fantastic research. I've actually partnered with them and working with clients on team effectiveness initiatives. That's a story for another day. But one of the things that we can do as leaders to make the leadership team better is, like I said, diagnose and address those issues within the confines of the leadership team. A related idea to make the leadership team better. I'll point to a key piece of research from Daniel Golan, wrote a book about emotional intelligence a number of years ago. And he talks about the importance of, of we, meaning we've got certain aspects of our roles that we can focus on, it meaning the technical aspects of the job, me meaning my own capability, we refers to the relationships that we forge and maintain and hopefully strengthen with others. That's what I'm referring to when I say improve the we. So in order to make the leadership team better, great leaders go to great lengths to strengthen relationships. They don't simply let poor relationships fester. And this is another key way in which they intentionally demonstrate what great leadership looks like to their teams. This is like reaching across the aisle in political circles. Sends a really strong message. I am willing to work with people, even if we have disagreement, even if we don't see eye to eye, even if we've struggled to collaborate well in the past, even if we are not working cohesively or communicating effectively together or with others right now. I'm going to put in the effort to strengthen that relationship. Why? Because that's what great leaders do. So to recap, what I've been talking about for what, roughly the last 14, 15 minutes or so, is that one of the ways in which you can be a better sales leader is to intentionally demonstrate what great leadership looks like. How do you do that? Well, you can demonstrate the habits, the behavior that will help your people to understand what great leadership looks like, right? You can help them tune into what others want to achieve, you can use more pull versus push in your communication style, and you can eat your own cooking. Another way goes to how you demonstrate great leadership. Give your people a peek into your role. Don't go too far, right? We don't have to get into 
all the nasty details. Don't open up the kimono, as I said earlier. Don't open it too far, at least. But give them a peek, a view into what your role is all about. Help them understand the connection between strategy and tactics. Help them understand what is expected of you and how you're measured. Let them in on some of those challenges. And for your highest potential people, maybe let them participate in helping you solve some of those challenges. It's an incredibly effective and empowering exercise if you do that with your people. I've done it myself. And then finally, great leaders demonstrate what great leadership looks like by investing and in making their leadership team better. Again, whether it's the ELT, SLT, or it's just a group of managers in a, in a region. We have to do more than just shield our people from dysfunction. We've got to diagnose and address these issues at the leadership team level. And we've got to strengthen relationships with other leaders and be overt. Let's show our people what it looks like to strengthen relationships, even the broken ones. Maybe we have to forgive. Maybe we have to find better ways to work with others in our organization. That's what great sales leaders do. Now, if you found today's episode about how to intentionally demonstrate what great leadership looks like, I'm going to invite you back to the next episode. Here's a little teaser. We're going to talk about how to build trust with your sales team. This is a recurring theme if you're listening. This will come up over and over and over again. Trust is the currency, right? It is so critically important. We are either creating trust or eroding it. And as leaders, we need to pay really close attention to the degree to which we're building trust with our sales teams. That's what the next episode is going to be all about. I so hope you will join us for that next episode. Until then, this is Matt McDarby, author and host of the Divine Comedy of Sales podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Bye-bye for now.